Welcome to day 241 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we find ourselves in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, which is an incredibly rich uh, revelation of the heart and the character of God's intention through the law, and of course a reflection of the Father's heart in, in the person of Christ. So we've begun by describing you know, what the kingdom of God looks like when it's actualized in our hearts and lives. It doesn't produce arrogance or self-righteousness or uh, you know, a judgmental attitude. It actually humbles us so that we become poor in spirit. We mourn the brokenness that we find in ourselves and the brokenness we find in the world around us. We have a, a hunger for rightness, for things to be put right. Mm-hmm. And when we hear the word righteousness, it's not this dusty, moralistic word, but as a world that is right with God and where we are right with each other. Uh, we're pure in heart. Uh, they're beautiful in you know, a picture through the Beatitudes. Of course, Jesus follows the Beatitudes by you know, telling us we're the light of the world and people ought to see in us our good deeds so that they glorify the Father in heaven. When we come to chapter 6, Jesus is going to tell us what people shouldn't see. They should see our good deeds, which you know, point to the Father in heaven, our acts of compassion and mercy and grace. But they shouldn't see uh, you know, our Piety. They, 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 you know, there's part of that that is just an intimate mm-hmm. moment between ourselves and the Lord. And of course, that doesn't mean we don't pray together as community, and it doesn't mean, you know, that we don't take, you know, our prayer, our prayer life with us, you know, from that or sing together in community. What it simply means is we we don't make our piety. Uh, we don't put our piety on display. We put what our piety or what our devotion to God is doing to us on display, and it points others to God and not to ourselves. So before we uh, do chapter 6 today, let us offer this moment in ourselves to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the vision that we receive of your heart and your character in the Sermon on the Mount, and we are deeply convicted every step of the way from the very first word. Uh, We're not often poor in spirit. Uh, we are people who have confidence in ourselves and our ability to know your word and to do your word rather than in your ability to make right what is wrong in us. So we do hunger and thirst for righteousness, and we thank you for your promise that you will fill us. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 6. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you give other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they receive the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eyes of the lamp of the body, if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If in the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters either. You'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in, bar- in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you? by worrying at a single hour to your life. And why do you worry about clothes? See the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in his splendor was dressed like one of these. That is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire. Will he not much more clothe you, ye of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen and amen. Yeah. Beautiful little section. And again, we, we begin by stressing and our piety is not what we want to be on display. We don't want people to know how religious we are. We want people to see the impact our relationship or our devotion to God is having with us in, mm-hmm. in kindness and in mercy and in the way that, you know, that we live in the world so that we are truly you know, light and salt in, in the world. And then, of course, you come to this wonderful section of our, our mixed motives. What is it that occupies our affections and our hearts and receives all our attention? And it's kind of interesting, you know, in that you know, generation, you know, what you eat, what you drink, what you wear, because those were necessities that were sometimes missing from their lives. Uh, we still kind of worry about those things, you know, yeah. our, our fashion and, you know, the cool things, uh, you know, that, that we can enjoy, you know, and, and thrill ourselves with and meals and things like that. And... Uh, so somehow even those needs are well met in our lives they still can become bigger yeah. than our affection for Christ and for his for his kingdom so what are some of the other things that uh, capture your hearts and your imagination yeah. you know, as you move through yeah I think one of the keys to understanding this passage is that word reward you know that you see him used so many times where he even starts you know you'll have no reward in your father in heaven and we talk about practicing our devotion you know what he he because I've heard people teach this and say, see, we shouldn't pray in public, you know, because Jesus says, 
but Jesus really is showing us here's what's happening is people are looking for uh, the reward for their devotion outside of the Father, and it's the Father who rewards us. He says, then they'll have their reward in full. Sure, they'll get the the praise of others, and they'll miss the reward the Father has for them. You know, and, and I think that's when we it moves to the treasures in heaven. You know, and you kind of get this you know single single treasure. You know, an undivided heart, a single eye. Um, you know, single master. He, he's really calling us back to this this undivided devotion with the Father. You know that when we give, when we pray, when we fast. You know, where where are we doing? Is our heart going in so many different directions? Are we seeking? You know, yeah. to be with the Father. I'm reminded of that famous moment in the movie, "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?" <laughs> uh, in the movie theater, do not seek the treasure. <laughs> and you have, and, and that's kind of at the heart of this passage. Yeah. When you talk about reward, you know, the real question is, what is the reward you most desire, and what is the treasure that you most seek? Mm-hmm. And if the reward that you most desire is the attention of others, then then you you receive your reward in that moment, and it's it's gone, mm-hmm. and it's very diminishing. But if the treasure you are seeking is doing the will of the Father in heaven, and the reward you desire more than anything else is, regardless of how others view you, to live a life that is pleasing to Him, then that that is uh, the reward that brings the blessing. You know, coming yeah. back you know to the beatitude in our life even though it didn't bring all the outward material things or all you know the accolades you know that a lot of times you know capture our heart and attention it does bring those deep seated blessings from the presence of god and of course we talked about yeah and beatitudes and those rewards are both present and future mm-hmm. as well before we get to the do not worry passage because i want to because it's like <laughs> been one of my favorite mm-hmm. passages of my whole life but um i just love that he our savior teaches his disciples teaches us how to pray um we we just talked about this prayer just recently as a staff but um that and and you taught us just like even that first line our father in heaven captures his transcendence and his eminence in one in just a few words really that we get to call him father there's a personal relationship there and then but also that we're reminded that he is he is majestic he is in heaven he's reigning on his throne and um and just in that first line captures that and so this whole prayer is just such a beautiful prayer some mornings i'll just um before even getting out of bed i'll just pray this prayer because it kind of sets my heart into that right place and even if it's just for a moment before i start thinking about or worrying about other things you know just reminds me who he is and and um that he is reigning and that i can depend on him for provision today and and all of these wonderful things yeah there's no doubt you know common jewish prayer would have been oh great god creator of heaven and earth and of course jesus said our father uh, and then brings in the vision of heaven as well, our Father who is the creator of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. So we have an imminent you know, relationship with him. And of course, the essence of the Christian life is captured in this. We're living for the honor and glory of your name, not mm-hmm. for the honor and glory of our name. We're living for the establishment of your kingdom, not for the establishment of our little bitty tiny, mm-hmm. you know, self-centered kingdoms. Uh, we were looking to do your will and not mm-hmm. the things you know, that we want. And, and we trust you down to the smallest detail of our life, you know, whether it's our daily bread or, uh, or a cataclysmic life decision 
the inner that's set before us and we want to be right with you but in order to be right with you we have to be right with those around mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It's one of the things I love about you know this this section in particular where he talks about you know this righteousness uh, that we practice is he expects us to, to do these things he, he expects that his followers will give you know and pray and fast but he's also very aware of our you know the depths of our sinfulness is that we can take these things and turn them you know inward make and, them about and, us. and make them about us that yeah. we can take the gift of prayer and actually use it in a way you know that either you know builds ourselves up puffs ourselves up or even kind of manipulates and controls you mm-hmm. know kind of how well we think we are in our devotional yeah. life and yeah. and so y- you just have to love even in jesus is saying you know man giving praying fasting these these beautiful things god has given us even you can turn these things and then he wow. reorients us and and the prayer i mean how, how much does that prayer just expose us you know that almost every line is, is a you know, you, you think you're more self-sufficient than you actually are. Yeah, there, there, there's no doubt, and there's no doubt about it that the, you know, of course, in our reformed theology, the depth of our depravity is not that we're, you know, as bad as we could possibly be, but there is no innate, you know, sense of goodness, and so there, there's these destructive patterns we bring into even the highest, you know, things we devote ourselves to, and so our devotion to God can be very self-centered, so that we get from Him what we want rather than pursuing what he wants mm-hmm. that uh, we uh, elevate our name rather than elevating yeah. you know his name and, and so it is and, and of course again that's the contrast he's making the pharisees who have co-opted faith in order to make a name for themselves uh, rather than the true followers of christ who've understood the nature of king who have humbled themselves in the kingdom in order to make a name for the heavenly father mm-hmm. Yeah, as we were reading the end of the chapter, I couldn't help but think that we have worked very hard at creating our own kingdom. And, you know, I look at even our house, um, compared to these huge houses that can be around Cedar Park and Austin, like they're, they're very, it's very meek, but I mean, compared to others, like it is, it's our kingdom. We have created and curated what we desire we have filled it with things we just redid the flower beds in the front yard and we have made this little kingdom of ours with our money that we have earned in so many ways you know and i feel like the lord has um, just exposed my heart in in this passage talking about what we're storing up and then he goes on to talk about the birds and matt makes fun of me because i'm kind of into birds right now and just watching the birds and how every day they go out and these these parents go and get a worm and they take it to their babies and then they go back and get another worm and they don't store it up and they rely on god's provision day in and day out and it's such a reminder that that he will provide if i put myself in a position to receive what he's providing i get to see him at work and and i get to experience that but when i'm putting myself in a position where i am the one providing where i'm the one earning i don't get to see that and then so i love that he says when you're not seeking your own kingdom but seeking my kingdom god's kingdom and his righteousness everything will be provided for you and so that really ministers to my heart and it encourages me and convicts me uh, in a lot of ways yeah uh, most of our efforts and most of our resources 
really go into making our lives more comfortable and elevating our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for us to say, you know, we have so many friends that are really getting carried away with this. Mm-hmm. But the truth is probably the limit of our resources have gone you know, into the same kind of activities. Mm-hmm. And so we compare modesty rather than you know, comparing, you know, the measure of where our heart is. And, of course, that's, that's to the heart of it. It's not your, fa- your father knows that you need these things, but um, move beyond these things quickly to seeking first, and that's not the first five minutes of your day, or, but seeking imminently more than anything else the kingdom of God and his rightness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then l- these other things will find their place. You know, once your priorities yeah. are set, you mm-hmm. know, deeply on him. And sometimes we even fool ourselves about that. Of course, I'm seeking first his kingdom mm-hmm. and his, 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 his righteousness when really our affections. And, and he brings it down to you're either serving your stuff or, or you're serving God. And how poignant is that? I can't believe uh, these people struggle with that. <laughs> all these all these years ago, but I do know living you know living in upper middle class you know, Cedar Park, this is us. Yeah. You know, yeah. Our our treasures are right there yeah. in our houses, in our yards, in our garages, <laughs> and uh, you know the plaques we put on put on our our, our walls, and um, I, I I love it. And he says, "Don't worry," yeah. and and that's not that we don't need to be concerned, but that we. Uh, we have a proper sense of trust and yeah. proper sense of perspective. Uh, mm. Fantastic passage. Katie, do you mind closing us with a word prayer? Father um, in heaven, you are you are so good and and you remind us over and over in your word of of your character. And um, so thank you. Thank you for these passages that point us to your heart and that remind us of our hearts and where we have been um, finding value or we have been seeking treasure. Um, would Would we always remember that our treasure is found in you and that our reward is in you? And would we live our lives accordingly, constantly placing you before us, um, by coming to your word, by communing with, with our God, in worship, um, and would your would your Spirit change our hearts, God? We long for that, because we know um, how far we fall short. And would you continue to transform this world and um, and renew it as you renew us? And um, we look forward to the day when all things will be made new. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. <laughs>